Hello and welcome to the DNA Politics Podcast. My name is Michael Sturrock and I'm sitting here with Zach Thornton and we are both members of the External Affairs Department in the DMA. Uh, this is the second podcast of our series and in this we're hoping to round up all the things that are happening in politics and giving a bit of information about anything else that's happening in the data and marketing industry at the moment. If you want to get in touch with us about anything that we've said on the podcast, you can tweet at the DMA account, which is at DMA underscore UK, or you can use the hashtag DMA Polpod. You can also contact us on our emails, which is our first name dot last name at dma.org.uk. So this week's been a bit of a uh, big one. The MPs are back in Parliament and there's been a few bits and bobs going on. But first of all, let's have a bit of a roundup of what happened before and during Christmas. So just before Christmas, uh, we had uh, Theresa May was scheduled to hold a, a vote on Brexit in, uh, in Parliament, but she ended up postponing that vote. There was a uh, massive rejection by MPs of uh, withdrawal agreement, and uh, she realised pretty quickly that she wouldn't have a parliamentary, parliamentary majority for her, for her deal. So rather than suffer a humiliating defeat, she decided to postpone, postpone that vote. But that wasn't all. Theresa May also had a vote of no confidence from her own party, um, Jacob Rees-Mogg and other Brexiteers leading the uh, revolt against her. Fortunately for Theresa May, she managed to uh, pass that test and enough MPs within the Conservative Party supported her. And crucially now, that means she can't face another leadership challenge within the Conservative Party for at least 12 months. So she is at least secure now from, re from rebels within her own party for 12 months. So that gives her some security um, having survived uh, that uh, challenge before Christmas. But we'll now have a, uh, a new vote and the vote will take place in Parliament on the 15th of January which is on Tuesday next week. That's when the vital vote will take place and that's when MPs will debate uh, Theresa May's draft withdrawal agreement and decide whether the Prime Minister has been successful in managing to get MPs to coalesce around her and agree on that deal. I think for most MPs the threat of a no deal may push them over the line but I don't know. Yeah, I think, well the general feeling is that the reason Theresa May postponed in the first place was to try and go back and get further assurances in writing from the European Union. But I think the general consensus is that that just hasn't happened. So there's no real, um, as Theresa May once said, nothing has changed, you know, and uh, there's no real drive for any more support for her deal than there was when it was uh, going to be put to the politicians the first time. So there's a real danger that actually the bill will suffer the same fate and all they've done is wasted time. And on that point of time pressure, the Originally, when Theresa May brings a deal to Parliament next week, if the deal was voted down, she would have a couple of weeks to go back and perhaps seek more assurances. But a development occurred yesterday where an MP brought an amendment, which meant that now the government has to bring back a new proposed deal in within a few days. So that's going to speed up the whole Brexit process uh, significantly because it means that the government can't continue to kick this down the road. I think as well, um, the government's trying to seek assurances from the European Union over the Irish backstop question, among other things. Um, but the EU, I know this from dealing with my counterparts in the, the European Union, that they already feel that they've given quite a lot away to the UK. So it's unlikely they're going to make any serious legal changes to the draft withdrawal agreement. They may get um, assurances and strong words, uh, pledges, but in terms of the nitty-gritty and legal changes, that's not going to happen. So it's quite difficult for the Prime Minister to sell the deal to the likes of uh, the DUP in Northern Ireland who at the moment remain resolutely against the draft withdrawal agreement based yeah. on the Irish backstop. Mm. I think in terms of uh, going back to the time question again, 
it was the, I believe the date is the 21st of January when things have to be essentially set in stone to allow both parties to prepare for the actual leaving on the 29th of March in, what, in whatever form that is. So really there is a, there's a huge amount of time pressure at the moment and there is one way out of that and that is to extend Article 50 and it's, it's becoming more probable that that may have to happen with whatever outcome happens in the next few days and the next week. I think at the, at the very least, the, the prospect of a no deal has been raised considerably and MPs have realised this, it's causing much more uncertainty for businesses. Um, recently, uh, Dame Caroline Spellman and uh, Jack Dromey, who's also a member of Parliament, uh, they drew together MPs from across the political spectrum, including I think around uh, 22 or 32 Conservative MPs, so Labour and Liberals also included uh, within this, and they wrote a letter saying they would do what's, what's within their power to ensure that a no deal did not happen. So while they didn't endorse the draft withdrawal agreement, they were essentially suggesting to businesses that they will do all that they can to stop a no deal being a, a realistic possibility. So to try and, uh, and remove some of that business uncertainty that exists around the possibility of a no deal. Mm. But clearly businesses are more concerned and the closer we get, as uh, Michael said, the time pressure starts to ramp up and a no deal becomes more and more likely. Mm-hmm. Yesterday at PMQ's Jeremy Corbyn was heaping on the pressure and was trying again to push for a general election. And again this morning, he uh, has announced that uh, he'll make a speech later today in which he will demand that the government go for a general election in the case that the deal is voted down next week. So that's that's Labour's position at the moment, and uh, that would also require an extension of Article 50, as we were saying earlier. But that's, that's, that's also in a bit of a limbo because there's a growing support for a second referendum and some people just think a general election is a waste of time and that won't really achieve much at all. So there's also a divide in the opposition, as it were, whether the next step should be to go for a second referendum or a general election. And then more Labour Party members, I saw polling recently, I think it was from uh, YouGov, uh, Labour Party members overwhelmingly support a second referendum, mm. so the leadership is slightly out of kilter <clears throat> his membership there. So Jeremy Corbyn is facing mounting and mounting pressure from within his own party to support a second referendum. Something so far has been reluctant to do so, and mm. his front bench has stuck to the line that um, they would rather have another general election, which they would hope to win, and then a Labour government could have a new negotiation with the government. All the options we've just been speaking about um, require an extension of Article 50, and uh, the UK can't take it for granted that the EU would necessarily grant an extension. To me, it seems likely that it would, but there are countries that may be opposed to this happening. Spain is uh, one, one of them. Because it requires unanimous ap- approval across the EU's 27 member states, uh, Spain may object reasons related to Gibraltar. There are other countries that also may have a grievance as well. So the UK can't take it for granted with such a tight time pressure that they could extend Article 50 very easily. So that's been what's happening in the first week of the parliamentary term in 2019. And you can expect much more of the same shenanigans over the course of next week. And things should become, well, hopefully clearer uh, next week as to what actually is happening in terms of leaving the EU or perhaps not. As a thank you for listening to the podcast, Zach's got details of a special offer to give to all of you. We have our flagship data protection conference coming up on the 1st of March 2019. And we'd like to offer a £60 reduction on ticket prices for that event. Um, the Information Commissioner Elizabeth Denham will be speaking at that, so there's including many other esteemed speakers. But if you quote DMA Politics podcast with our events team, they'll be happy to offer you the £60 discount. Use the contact details in this article, there'll be a phone number or an email, 
um, in the bottom of the article and you can get in touch with our events team. So if you'd like to get in contact with us about anything that we've said in over the course of the podcast, you can tweet us at DMA underscore UK or use the hashtag DMA poll pods or get us at our emails too. And that's everything for this week. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.